The No Money But Dreams podcast is for those millennial dreamers who try to be in the top 1%. It doesn't matter what we've achieved. We wake up every morning with the mindset that we're still broke. We welcome you on our journey in search of that home run, which can change everything. Everything? Everything. Welcome to another episode of the No Money But Dreams podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a number of different stories that inspired us and um, we really agree on. I want to open up with a story that I listened to recently on a, on a different podcast where a guy was pretty successful at swimming, got a scholarship to go into, um, into university, then became a corporate lawyer. So from the outside, it looked like he was right on track. Depending on who you ask, huh? Yep. But he then uh, started this slippery slope with, with alcohol and with um, drugs and all of this and uh, his marriage fell apart and at some point he had to reset. And he became this ultra runner after listening to Goggins. Which pretty much anybody feels like becoming once you listen to Goggins. But if you, if you ex execute on it or not, that's another story. Exactly. He just went running one day and ended up running 24 miles and said, oh, Maybe it's not just swimming, maybe I can also do some, some running. And he was 40 years old by then. Oh, wow. And then decided uh, to do ultras after that. So he turned his life around. And the interesting thing that stuck with me is not the sports that he has done. But they were talking about work-life balance. Mm. And Which is a major bone of contention now, especially like after COVID. So many people appreciate having more time off work, perhaps, but what are they actually doing with their time? You mm. know what I mean? I carry on, sorry. No, this is really important. Like people now want this work-life balance, right? And mm. it's almost like if you work really hard, it's frowned upon. Yep. People look at you and say, why are you so obsessed in, in this, right? Mm. And this guy goes, look, I don't, I'm not like this. I love to live in the extremes, right? Yeah. It was really bad for me when it was with alcohol, but I can do these ultra races because that's when I feel alive. Mm. And we chatted about this before uh, recording. Mm. For me, it's the same thing. Yeah. For me, I feel alive when I go through hard things. Hardship, yeah. Hardship. And, and do you think that comes back to kind of like your childhood and like growing up and you know how you had to go to the UK and all of that? Well. That brings me to another story in this, uh, in a different podcast on, on Paul Graham's uh, essays, where they talk about Michael Jordan. Mm. Everyone else around Michael Jordan, if you ask him, they all praise him for his hard work. Yeah. He's the hardest worker in the room. He outworked everyone. General right? consensus view, yeah. Exactly. And then when you ask Michael Jordan, he says, I hate work, mm. right? And for him, all these training hours, all these hours in the gym, they weren't actually work. Yeah. They were what he loved to do, yeah. right? So he found something that he was so passionate about and he didn't actually feel that it was a burden. He yeah. wanted to get better at this. He wanted to sweat and put so much effort into it to be the best in the world, right? So, and that is the only way that you can be the best at something because you're willing to put in the extra time, extra effort, and you can only do that if you love what you're doing. Yeah, and my problem now is that life has just become so easy, right? Yeah. This, Going back to this guy, you know, he does ultras now, like 100 kilometer races. Honestly, I feel sick thinking about doing an ultra run. Yeah. And like, part of me would be so curious to know what it's like. 
bro, just start with a marathon, you would yeah. feel like this guy is a, a, at an ultra, right? Exactly. But he says, like, keeping your heart rate for hours and hours at just an uncomfortable rate, mm -hmm. right? You're, mm -hmm. no, you're not running all out, yeah. but going at like 140, 150, 155, maintaining and maintaining that for 7, 8, 24 hours yeah. just keeps you in outside your comfort zone. 100%. Right? Yeah. And so many people at some point just say, screw this, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know? And they never push to that kind of, mm. where they never thought, I mean, this guy was an alcoholic, right? Mm. And he became an ultra runner. It's yeah. just the transformation and the willpower that all of us have inside of us is tremendous, Yeah. right? So when we were doing the challenge last year, the six pack challenge mm. where, you know, we put money on the line and said, look, if I don't make the six pack in three months, you're going to keep the 50 grand. Right? I was very happy to keep the 50 grand. Yes, but that made me feel alive because I didn't even think once, am I going to work out today or not? I was going every single day Programmed. for 100 days straight, mm. right? And that was hard because I hadn't worked out that hard in, in a while before, yeah. right? But going through that hardship, at the end, I achieved a goal, mm. right? And I, that so many times in my life, this has happened where... You just got to seek almost these opportunities where there is hardship and mm. not follow uh, what society does at the moment where everything is just about getting deliveries, not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, know? society has been programmed for us to have everything as easy as possible, right? Yeah. Because convenience is ease. And if you look at all the money that's been invested in tech or anything that has you know, shaped our modern life, it's to make things easier. And I was actually having this discussion this morning with a guy in the gym. And I was just saying, you know, not only the, the aspect of you feeling alive, because now why this is so relevant is that I just started jujitsu. And I cannot understand why I didn't start this earlier. Like, it makes me feel like a man. It makes me feel alive. It gives me this, like, rush of dopamine. And like you right now, I am, man, I, like, all this side hurts. My whole back is messed up. Like... My elbow is, is not good, but I did not feel that in the heat of the moment when I was dealing with whatever I was dealing with, yeah. you know, sparring with somebody or having another guy like grapple me. And it just feels so good. And I miss this because gym to me has become such like, even on holiday, I wake up in the morning, I take pre-workout, I go for a run or I skip or I pick up pots or something. I have to do something in the morning. That is just programmed. That is just who I am. But I needed like an extra level to it to feel alive again you know what i mean and i'm pushing my body really to the to the edge like i'm really feeling uncomfortable i'm waking up sore like things hurt i'm not saying that you need to be a masochist and you need to go out and hurt yourself but the mental strength of pushing yourself to that edge like you were saying brings so much growth whether that's in work whether that's physical but i think we really feel that the physical side of it is so important and how many people are just sitting on their ass doing nothing? Mm. I mean, a hundred years ago, like an ultra marathon, that was just a hunt. You know what I mean? Like we are not programmed to sit in darkness, staring at a screen, eating processed food and all of that. It's just, so if you're not, we all live in a modern day unless you're gonna go live on a farm. I know that for me and you, we like to be in the city. You know what I mean? That's where the opportunities are. That's where you're going to work with a big company. That's where you're going to get exposed to like worldly people or whatever. But then you need to go to the gym, man. You need to exert yourself. You need to push your body. And you're only, you're only getting older and it's only going to be more difficult. So for me, the gym, you know, I always, 
I've now worked out for 20 years in the gym. Mm -hmm. I remember the first membership I got when I was 16 years old, when they allowed people to, to go to Me the gym. Me too. I remember when I was first allowed to like legally lift up weights. Yeah. And it was like, before it was like, oh my God, that's a dumbbell. Yeah. Like I'm not allowed to touch it. I, I remember uh, when I could bench press 60 kilos, I was like, I was like, so happy. <laughs> so it's been 20 years and usually I've always viewed the gym as just a supplement to my normal training because basketball was my main thing. Right? Yeah, that was like your core. And in the last 10 years where basketball, you know, I stopped at 23 years old basically. So it's been like 12 years, 13 years um, where I haven't played that much. And the gym was kind of like the only outlet where you go. And then about, I don't know how long ago, but maybe three, four months ago, People, and then since November, as I said, I've been working out five, six times a week. And I did rollerblading, which yeah. you uh, know about, on, on the beach once a week. And um, I go to the gym, I, I do cycling, whatever. And then three, four months ago, someone told me that there's this run Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on basketball close to my house. I thought you were going to say you've been running and not telling me. I was like, no. What? No, definitely. Ultra I, runner. I still hate running, bro. Yeah. Um, but I've been going to this basketball run, right? And which is what? Just a group of guys who get together. Yeah, it's like twenty basketball. guys in the morning that play so what, for ten two on hours. ten or what? Five on five. Five on. But five. there's two courts next to each other, so I go there. In the Burj Khalifa one, right? Where no. we used to train somewhere no, else. No, in the courts. So I go there and. There's different levels and I always used to say, you know, I'm only going to play with people that I've played before because it's quite dangerous with people that don't know what they're doing, right? Yeah, until but, like the adrenaline hits and then you're next to this guy you've never met, like hard manning him, like pushing him to the side. <laughs> yeah, no, so, and there are five to ten guys that can play, right? And I always seek out the, the hardest uh, uh, guy to... I, I remember when we were in LA and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you talk a lot about basketball and this and that. We went to the gym in the morning, remember? You're just like, three-pointer. Three-pointer, three-pointer. Yeah. I was like, damn, you're like Steph Curry, bro. <laughs> no, but we used to, I remember that when we were in LA, we went to an LA fitness and they yeah. have runs in the morning and there's just yeah. random guys showing yeah. up, man. And that, I enjoyed that run. But so here, these runs now, I go three times a week. I've committed three times a week in the morning. And uh, man, it's tough. Going yeah. for an hour and a half basketball now yeah. is not like 20 years ago, No, right? But it makes me feel so alive. That competition... You know, going, going to the gym and having people in front of you. There's a guy that's Nigerian, 23, six foot five, right? And he's just a beast. Yeah, he's, he's built, right? Yeah. Me guarding him and me thinking I'm still 15 years younger and I can compete. Man, I get out of that gym at like nine o'clock in the morning and I'm done. You know, I, I have worked so hard yeah. to compete against guys that are in better shape and that is the best thing. Like this you, hardship of, sorry man, this hardship of just going and going and going and going past of what is comfortable because, yeah. you know, sweat, forget the sweat, but it's just a competition. Mm. This competition aspect that we don't have in, in life anymore, right? Yeah. You go to work. It's soft competition at work. Yeah, but right? it's not competition, it's, man. It is not real work. No, it is though for a lot of people, like how can I get higher in my job? How can I play politics to like sidelines? There is competition, but it's soft in comparison to physical competition. Yes, and it's not as, you know, in your face. Like if you lose against the guy, he's gonna let you know. Yeah. And that's what I always loved about basketball, the trash talk and all that other stuff around it, right? Mm -hmm. But this 
hard competition, if you don't seek out opportunities where you can really feel alive and compete and prove to yourself that you still got it and that you can progress, yeah, right, then I don't want to have any part of it. I don't want this balance. I want to live in the extreme. And that's why I could really relate to this guy when he said, I seek out the extreme. Like yeah. that's where I, there's this pendulum, right? There's this, if you go too hard into one extreme, something else is going to suffer, yeah, right? So you, gotta, to suffer. so you got to make sure to bring it back. Like you can't go all in all the time, mm. right? In, in one area of your life. And that, you know, to me, what is really important is being a good dad, right? I spend a lot of time with my, with my kids and stuff and the weekends are, are really focused on this. But during the week, workouts and being good at my job and like trying to push boundaries there is really important for me. So this pendulum, I could also really um, connect with that you're pushing, pushing, pushing and then something else will come back in to, to balance you. But yeah, you when you're doing it. something, you might as well do it to you as as well as you can 100 i think that do you feel that you get more satisfaction now from pushing yourself than you did when you were younger do you appreciate the feeling a bit more now i feel i do bro i have always you had you had the basketball thing but like if i look back at myself in sports i was crap at every sport yeah i was fat like overweight useless eye coordination so except for one sport, which I only managed to enjoy when I got to high school in England and boarding school. What? Which was rugby. Okay. Because I, I remember, so here, I was okay at baseball, tetherball, which is this American thing where you punch something around, but it's not like an actual sport. It's just something you do on the playground. I was good at that. Football, I was awful. Like, score an own goal, like, terrible. <laughs> Even though, like, it was so hard because like, I wouldn't make the teams properly. Like I would be the last to get, get picked and everything. And I remember going to boarding school and I remember the first day of gym class, the, the gym coach coming up is like, you ever played rugby? I was like, no, he's like, you need to learn how to play rugby. And I was like, okay. And then from then on, I played rugby every single year and I loved it. It was one of the, the best feelings in the world, but I did not appreciate how good I could be if I had applied myself properly. Mm. You know what I mean? And this is the worst thing in life. I know. Forget about sports, right? But, and there's this thing that comes back from sports. Leave it all on the field. Yeah. Right? We always used to say this. It doesn't matter what the result is, but you got to leave it all out there. And it used to get so under my skin when someone didn't hustle after a ball and really give it their all. Yeah. And that's applicable to life as well, mm. right? I mean, you have a job anyways. You might as well be good at it and try to give it your all. Yeah. Right? And so many people Most are Most people are, are just shying. happy to cruise. Yeah, they're shying away from this. Mm. Are they shying or they're just lazy? I don't know what I it is. I feel a lot of people are just inherently lazy and want the easiest. We've been programmed now with all modern technology, as you said, food on demand, Netflix on demand. I was listening to somebody the other day and they were saying that this generation now, like your kids are the first kids, that everything is a demand on demand. What, you don't need to wait for anything. What do you need to wait for? Mm. You want to watch a movie, you open Netflix. You want food, you order it. You want to book a flight, you can book a flight. You want to see what it looks like in, uh, in Istanbul to look at the Hagia Sophia, you can watch it on YouTube. Like, there's nothing that you can't just have instantly. Mm. And I think that just will cascade down and uh, people are just inherently lazy in general. Maybe 
maybe they're not lazy, maybe they're doing things that they don't actually enjoy doing. This goes back to the Michael Jordan thing, right? Yeah. If you really, this guy, Paul Graham, in uh, that episode I was listening to, he said the billions of people, they don't spend any time actually figuring out what they want to do, mm. right? They live someone else's life. Either yeah. their parents have set them on this path and they yeah, wanted to them to- be a doctor, lawyer, yeah, engineer. exactly. And no one actually, or until life really stops you through an illness or through some kind of event where you then start realizing, hey, I should be doing this and this with my life, mm. right? And then there's either this point where it gets really tricky, uh, which I can relate to, or um, people start doing something that they're much more happy to do mm. and they become much more happier, yeah. right? So this- It's so cliche though, right? Like do what you love, and, but it's so true. I, I feel as we get older, more and more, all these cliche like sayings and quotes, they're just like, fuck, they're not really that cliche because it's all true. Like, yeah. it's really not that complicated. Yeah. You know? Like now how I've kind of pivoted myself to focus on marketing more and creating content, like it doesn't feel like work, man. You know what I mean? And slowly, slowly, bit by bit, things are coming my way. And what's interesting is I'm not looking at how much money, of course I care, right? I don't want to do something for free. But as soon as you almost take your eye off the monetary remuneration, things just flow. You, yeah, know you just I mean? say yes to everything that comes your way. Exactly. You just say yes and you see where it takes you and it's not work. It doesn't feel like work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, since I started, so for me, gym, I've been doing gym since I was like 18. I've always been doing it ups and downs, heavy cutting, what, whatnot. Um, but I, I, I felt now I had reached like a bit of a plateau and I wanted gym to be the strength application to a sport and I wanted to do something competitive. Uh, I wanted to do something and I, I did the boxing. I, did that, I started that last year when we were doing the six pack challenge and I love that. But being competitive in boxing, you just run the risk of getting smacked in the face or getting like a really hard, you know, a really hard liver shot or something like that which we can't afford, like I can't afford to have an elbow in my head. You know what I mean? As much as we want to push ourselves and leave it on the court, like I just can't afford that right now. Mm. So a friend of mine came to me, he's like, why don't you try jujitsu? And I've been, I don't even like, no, I'm like, you're such an idiot. Why did you not realize this earlier? It's everywhere, but it's never too late to start. And I just feel alive, man. I mm. feel fantastic. Mm. And I've, as you said, like I've been addicted to it. I, the first two, I think it's been, the, this is the third week or the fourth week. In the first week, it was every day, like come to Dubai, get back in time just to like spend an hour doing this to learn like bits and bits and pieces. And even more, like you're, you're opening another side of your head, man, that not only can push you, you know, strength wise or endurance wise, but also like, aha, uh -huh, oh wow, okay. And then your, your body is beautiful at just reacting and just getting better and, and you becoming better at whatever you're applying yourself to. You know what I mean? And then, and then it becomes second nature, not even thinking, you know? It's crazy. So what hard thing are you going to do? So you, you're doing the jiu-jitsu, which is hard I'm going to do competition. But, and after six months, I'm going to do a no-gi and a gi competition. There you go, I said it. What is it? A jiu-jitsu competition. So you're going to fight other people yes. in your weight class? After or? six months, yes. Yeah. After one month. Uh, this has been one month, so I have five more months. So in November, I'll remind you. Uh, yes, <laughs> in November. Yeah, that's good. A Christmas present to see me folded like a piece of paper in front of people. Yeah, I'd pay for that. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that. Okay, good. What about you? What hard thing I'm going to do? Mm. That's going to push you to your limit. 
So the summer historically is for holidays and escaping Dubai. Mm. I'm going to really try to not stop working out this year. You know, I've, I've been seven out of eight years I've left Dubai and every time my diet goes down and I don't work out. And you're going to a very special place in our heart this summer. Yes. So trying to keep maintaining working out mm. because, you know, it's been eight months. I, I shouldn't stop now. Yep. And it's not that difficult. I can work, work out before everyone gets up. But I got to do it this time. And Honestly, get a skip rope and take that with you. That's the easiest form of cardio to just get started and you yeah. don't need a lot of space. Yeah, I used to do a half an hour skipping without stopping, right? Yeah. And I used to enjoy that in, in COVID. So skipping comes natural, but I really want to maintain my working out. I'm not going to watch food as much, mm. but if I continue working out, then yeah, you'll be no net, problem. Net. Yeah. I think that working out to grow and to like maintain, it takes so long, but it can just fall apart so quickly. And if you allow it to fall apart so quickly, your motivation and your like self-confidence and everything just dips and then you just go into this like dark hole. And yeah, the amount of day ones I've been back in the gym and stuff, it's, it's not needed. You yeah. just keep going. You just got to keep going and keep pushing through. Yeah. What was the name of that podcast for the listeners to listen to if they wanted to? So one is uh, Founders Paul Graham one. Yep. You post about this. Yes. Um, and the second one is from the diary of a CEO, mm -hmm. the, the latest one about the guy that is a swimmer. I forgot his name. All right. We'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Yeah. Thank you very much for tuning in and uh, see you next time. Peace. Peace.